Welcome, dear listeners, to another fascinating episode of The Partial Historians. I am one of your gracious and beautiful hosts, Dr. Greenfield. And I'm not so shabby either, Dr. Radness. (laughs) Very nice, Radness. (laughs) So, as our loyal listeners know, we've been tracing the history of Rome from the founding of the city. At the moment, we've been doing the regal period. And we're finally getting to the end. We're we really almost are. at the yeah. end of the regal period. <laughs> yeah. I kind of left you in a bit of a cliffhanger last time in that I have been reading Livy for this. And Livy had uh, all these bad portents in the air. Snakes, ooh, slithering around, yeah. scaring people. But Lucius Tarquinius Superbus's rule yeah. is not maybe uh, getting the omen shade yeah. thrown at it little... right now. Your time is up. (laughs) (laughs) Have you noticed the gods are trying to signal something? Exactly. But you have been reading a different source. I've been reading Dionysius of Halicarnassus. Yes. And fascinating as he is. Yes. Uh, There are are different details. And some things that would appear in Livy's narrative elsewhere appear in Dionysius' narrative earlier on. Sure. Yeah. And we're actually at one of those moments right now. Yes. So please tell me. Right now. Tell me. What Dionysius thinks is so important that we have to put off going to Delphi. <laughs> well, so one of the really significant events that are associated with Superbus's reign yes. is the acquisition of the Sibylline Oracles. Now, these are pretty important. These are pretty yeah. important. Yeah. And so the Oracle documents, mm. uh, I suppose they're difficult to interpret. They're not meant to be copied. Yeah. Um, but they are supposed to help you. With understanding prodigies, understanding omens. Yeah. Because basically isn't the whole story about this... I mean, obviously it's a you know, mythical story, but isn't the original story something oh, ouch. like... Yeah. <laughs> something like, you know, there was an old woman and she offered someone. Yeah. I can't remember who, who was it. Who was this she is, this? So, so this is great. So, yeah. like, I... Uh, the narrative that Dionysius gives us says a certain woman. Right, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't other, think... <laughs> no other classification is given I didn't think here. I had more details there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A certain woman who was not a native. Right. Uh, she rocks up yeah. to Superbus and she oh, so offers... to actually Superbus. Yeah. Right, okay. According yeah, yeah. to Dionysius, yeah. yes, it's Superbus. She rocks up to him and she says, look, I've got these nine books of Sibylline oracles. Yeah. I will sell them to you. Yeah. And he's like, he looks at the books and they're like, you know, shabby or whatnot. Yeah. And, and he looks at her and he's like, well, yeah. ask her the price. And yeah. she, she says a figure that, frankly, he's astonished by. And yeah. he's like, he basically just laughs at her. He's like, hell's no, lady. <laughs> I might have a lot of booty right now. <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> I see you're not from around here, yeah. but you don't know the value of books. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, okay, well, that's fine. She goes away and she burns three of them. Yeah. This is kind she of where I, I take my tips from parenting <laughs> from this woman. No, yeah. So she goes away, she burns through them, yeah. she comes back, yeah. and she's like, uh, Tarquinius Superbus, could I uh, have your attention for a moment? Yes. And he's like, you, bookseller lady, yeah. <laughs> again? And she's like, no, but seriously, like, I burnt three of the books and yeah. there's only six left. And, and she says the same price, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah. he's like, are you trying to sell me these books again? She's like, yeah. And he's like, what's the price? And she names the same figure yeah. as she had for the nine books. Yeah. And he's like, what is up with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you mad? Are you You're actually crazy, mad? lady. Didn't <laughs> I, I told you I wasn't going to buy them at that price when there was nine books. Yeah. I don't know what you think was going to happen when you came to me with only six left. <laughs> Like, well, it's a sales tactic. Yeah. We're running out. We don't have that many left. <laughs> it's a buyer sale. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so... <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, I, I got it. Yeah. And, 
And so she she goes away again mm. and does the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, she she goes away. She burns another three. Yeah, comes back. Yeah, and she's like, "Excuse me, Tarquinius Superbus." <laughs> and he's and like, he's "Oh like, my god!" <laughs> he's like, "No, are you for real?" Yeah, and she's like, "Who no, <laughs> keeps letting you into my breast?" <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. and he's like. Wait, let me guess. And she's like, "No, seriously, I did burn another three, and they're still the same price." Yeah. And he's like, "Something is up here." Like, <laughs> I'm starting to get suspicious. <laughs> and so he goes and talks to the augurs, and yeah. he's like, "Guys, I've got this crazy woman. She's yeah. burning these books, and she keeps naming the same price." And they're like, "What books? What books?" And he's like, "They're called the Sibylline Oracles." And they're like, "Oh, oh my god!" god! <laughs> and they're like, I, "What is wrong with you, man? You let him burn because of books." <laughs> they they have a fit basically yeah. and they're like and they're like what is she asking for these books and he's like you know this exorbitant figure yeah. they're like pay it dude just pay yeah. it just yeah. pay whatever she's asking yeah. and they're like why didn't you just do this for the nine books and he's yeah. like didn't know they were important they're like they're super important asshole <laughs> and he's like alright well yeah. at least you were smart enough to eventually consult somebody true. in the business that is true um, yeah. rather than letting her go and burn the remaining books. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. they're all gone yeah and so, you know, the woman's like, okay, so, oh, you're going to pay the... Oh, I see. This is excellent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here you go, sir. Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, take good care of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them to accidentally <laughs> go on fire. <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to... Uh, yeah. You have no idea how flammable these things are. <laughs> They're very hard to, to, like, keep intact. Yeah. You know, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. So he chooses a couple of guys yeah. uh, to look after these books and trust them to them and this becomes like part of like the public service yeah um and it over time the group of people who look after these books expands yeah so it gets expanded to 10 men it gets expanded to 15 men Mm. they store these books in a vault underneath um the Capitoline temple very clever it's all important temple important books everything's happening yeah yeah <laughs> and so unfortunately these books are destroyed later on in a temple fire damn <laughs> uh, but that's not for a long time um, we're talking sort of like we're around about in the, maybe the 520s at this point in yeah, time yeah exactly um, the books have got a long time left um so, yeah, so the acquisition of the Sibylline Oracles happens in the rule of Tarquinius Superbus. Pretty notable stuff. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, is this when your source gets onto Delphi? Or is there more? No, I mean, seriously, like, Delphi just is not really coming up for me. Oh, okay. Well, fair well, enough. Well, like, I, I mean, I felt like I read about Delphi, but, yeah. like, where I am in the narrative at the moment, that's not what's happening. Do you want to continue with that? Uh, oh, no, no. no. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I could. I, I could talk about some colonies, but... Hmm. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to talk about the colonies later. Basically, um, to go back to what I was talking about before, basically, a snake had appeared... Everyone was a bit freaked out. Seemed like a bad. Came out sign. of the pillar. Yeah, came out of the pillar. Everyone in the palace is like, "What? <laughs> How did it come yeah. out of the pillar? <laughs> Where did that come from?" Yeah. Um. And so, even though Tarquinius is not overly alarmed, he's a little bit nervous, and so he goes. He decides, you know what? Go to Delphi. Delphi is the place to go if you want the Oracle <laughs> of Oracles from the female priestess, who apparently gets messages from either gases that come out of the cracks underneath the temple or perhaps Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. something is speaking through her. Somehow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, something's speaking through her. So anyway, 
He basically says, this is obviously a pretty sensitive matter. Once again, I'm going to turn to my beloved sons. <laughs> uh, and so they have Send to... Send my boys out to Delphi. Yeah, and they have to go traveling a bit. So, you know, he decides, okay, Titus, Aaron's, my sons, maybe you should have some company for this long journey you're about to undertake. How about you take Lucius Unius Brutus... Uh, along with you, and that's basically his nephew, okay? So this is the son of Tarquinia, his sister. Um, and basically, he... Brutus is, is apparently... Brutus so, is renowned for being stupid. Yeah, Brutus is like a nickname for being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he gets invited along with this trip, basically, so the two sons can have, like, a good time, because they've got somebody to tease. Yeah, exactly, basically, yeah. They basically want someone to make fun of as they travel. <laughs> Talk about your spoiled brat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, they also take along a gift for Apollo, as you do, um, which apparently, in Livy, I don't know about in, in your source, is um, a golden staff, and uh, it's, oh, it, it, it's yeah. enclosed Look, within wood. Yeah, this story comes up a lot later in Dionysius. Okay. Yeah, because this, this is all ringing lots of bells, so because, yeah. because the idea is that Brutus offers a wooden staff. Yeah, but it's, and, it's gold on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the brothers are laughing at him, being like, oh, he's being dumb again. Uh, not realising that Brutus is actually offering a proper yeah. offering. And There's, Livy is like, Livy makes a, you know, this sort of aside that it's kind of like his own character because it's gold on the inside and wooden <laughs> and silly on the outside. <laughs> oh, the symbolism. Yeah, because this is the whole thing about Brutus. He's apparently just pretending to be stupid... Yeah, 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 because then everyone will sort of disregard him. Well, it's quite important because uh, Brutus's family has been bumped off in various ways by Tarquinius the Purvis. Exactly, yeah. Um, So So he's well aware that he has to be on his guard around this guy. His father and his elder brother were both killed. Yeah. And so Brutus, from childhood, plays the dumb strategy. Yeah. So he flies under the radar. Again. Reminds me a little bit of a Julio-Claudian emperor later on. Claudius, hello. <laughs> Someone who, yeah, basically puts on this act and anyway, it's working well because everyone thinks he is really stupid. <laughs> um, so basically, they finally arrive at the Oracle and they say that their father has sent them um, and they you know, carry out the task that he sent them to do. But then they think, you know what? While we're here, this is a pretty unique opportunity. Let's find out which one of us is going to be king of Rome. Hooray! <laughs> and the reply What is, better place to ask exactly. than the premier oracle of all of the ancient world? Precisely. So the reply is, The highest power at Rome shall be his young men, who shall first be among you to kiss his mother. I'm trying to sound like a stoned-out priestess. <laughs> I didn't even have a response to that. Uh, so. Yeah, so everyone, they're all, they're like, they're kind of looking at each other going, okay, so obviously gotta... we don't want dad to know we asked that question because it might look bad. But we have to decide between us now who's going to be the first to kiss mom when we get home. And while they're sort of, you know, doing that, well, like, I think, don't um, Titus and Aaron sort of, uh, deci- well, at least according to Dionysus, they decide yeah. that they'll kiss their mother at the same time. Yeah, when they get yeah. Home. well, basically the whole thing is though, they're kind of irrelevant. While they're talking about Well, well yeah. yes, <laughs> but no as well. Because, you know, there's nothing like having your sons come home and they're both kissing you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But they're, while, they're, while they are at this stage just sort of debating, like, you know, how are we going to decide who's going to do this? Yes. Brutus 
clever man that he is, secretly. Or dumb, as he appears to exactly. be. <laughs> exactly. Apparently pretends to fall over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and basically, as he sort of fell down, he kisses the earth. Ah, uh, 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 the mother of us all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So somebody's a little bit more clever than they've been letting exactly. on. Exactly. So yeah, this is all happening, and you know, ooh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Okay. Yeah. So now we've got this situation where Brutus is sort of symbolically set up as the potential, yeah, next king. king. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. But of course, Tyquinius's reign is not over. Not by yet. a long shot. No, <laughs> don't be fooled, dear yeah. listeners. That's just setting it up. That's just setting <laughs> it up. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, in Livy, he then goes on to this uh, campaign in Ardea. Mm-hmm. Okay, basically another place that is apparently quite wealthy. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got to lay siege. You got to get your booty. Yeah, exactly, and particularly because Superbus. Sorry, I'm starting to do that thing with the super bus thing again. Superbus. <laughs> Not the super, the super bus. bus. Yeah. He basically, because of all the building stuff, which we talked about in the last episode with the temple and the sewers and the whatnot, he needs to keep the money flowing in. Mm. Yeah, because he needs to keep funding this this project, basically. Oh yeah, um, because he's a lot not of building works. Going yeah, on, he's not just got lengthy. you know slaves and plebeians and that. He's also employing like highly skilled artisans. Well, he's taken yeah. off. Yeah, he's actually co-opted a whole bunch of really skilled artisans, yeah. architects, engineers off private works. Yeah, into public works. Yeah, this is expensive because he still has to pay them at private rates. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yep, need another campaign, people. Gotta, Time gotta for replenish. another war. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So according to Livy, again, initial assault doesn't exactly work. Mm. Okay, uh, so then again, Bit siege. of a siege. Yeah. <laughs> Time to a siege. Um, and basically... During the siege, obviously, there's not a lot to do all the time. So, <laughs> often the young people inside the city spend a lot of time just waiting. Yeah, and you know, trying and people not to outside each other. the city <laughs> spend a lot of time just waiting. Yeah, yeah, highly interesting. So basically, um, a lot of the young princes are often entertain themselves by dining and drinking together. Is this similar to the story that you have? Oh yeah, so yeah. like, so we've got this uh, sense in which Sextus is sort of going around and visiting his buddies here and there, sure, and yeah. just sort of like hanging out with them, ostensibly on war matters. But he's not really up to too much. In fact, he seems far more preoccupied with like checking out other men's wives. Yeah, and this is the same Sextus, presumably, who helped out with the whole betrayal. This is, yeah, this yeah. is the same Sextus who is the the king yeah. of Gabini. Yes, yeah, so he's one of the younger sons, right? Obviously, because the other two. Well, <laughs> no, interestingly, Dionysius yeah. lists Sextus as the oldest son. Really? See, so in movie, he's yeah. one of the younger sons. Oh, anyway, son, what? Nonetheless, yeah. Well, yeah, they're definitely related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anywho, so one night Sextus is uh, has you know has a few buddies around, yeah, you know, mm. uh, and one of these is Tarquinius Collatinus. Yeah. yeah. Now, now Collatinus is um, living in Colatia. Um, no. What? Get out. No. I know. What are the chances? Yeah. But Sextus apparently has been sent there by his father to do some military business. Yeah. Um, who knows? It's not really clear. Provisions, maybe. Yeah. Maybe picking up some weapons. War not stuff, really sure. Whatever. But anyway. Yeah. But he's staying with his cousin. Yeah. So this Lucius Tarquinius. Yeah. So they're part of the Colatinus. family. Yeah. yeah. Part yeah. of the broad again. Yeah. Um, so. And they start talking about wives, yes? <laughs> Do they? Yeah, I think well, no, do. yeah, continue. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all these guys hang out and they start thinking about their wives. And, of course, 
well, not of course, very nicely, apparently, all the guys are saying how awesome their wives are. You know, oh. my wife is the best, blah, 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 blah. And they actually apparently start getting quite, it starts to become quite a heated argument, as so many drunken arguments <laughs> become. <laughs> um, and so Colatinus is like, dudes, there's no point arguing about it. <laughs> We're only a few hours away uh, from our wives. Why don't we just go and find out, like, by just watching them without knowing, you know, we'll just see what, see what they're up to. Because I bet that my wife, Lucretia, <laughs> will turn out to be the best. So all these sort of tipsy there's guys. There's a lot riding on this. Yeah, there's there? tipsy guys set off. Wandering around being like, they'll never know we're spying on them. <laughs> this, this story has so many holes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it is quite different from the narrative that Dionysius presents. Okay, yeah, so um, how does he lay it out? Well, so rather than there being any sort of sort of drunken set to in the lead-in, yeah. um, the idea is that Sextus arrives in Colotea yeah. um, expecting um, his cousin, Tarquinius Colotinus, to be home. Sure. He's not. But his wife but is? But Lucretia is. Oh, I see. And yeah. Lucretia is like, well, you're the kinsman of my husband. Come in. I, yeah. I will entertain you, um, look after you. And she does all of the right sort of things. Very cordial, very friendly. Um, offers him some food, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Sextus is kind of like, well, I've had a thing for her for a while. <laughs> like, it's time to scratch that yeah, itch. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this... He's like, Lucretia, like, finally, she's alone at home. So <laughs> it couldn't then, be more perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's sort of like, oh, cool, you know. Um, opportunity enough. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't want to waste an opportunity like this. And so he sort of is like, you know, he's cordial, kind in return. Yeah. Uh, he's offered a bed for the night, accepts that bed for the night. Yeah. And, and then... I'll leave that hanging there okay, for a yeah, moment. Basically what happens in my version of things is mm. obviously these drunken men arrive <laughs> in their hometown. Rocking yeah, on! Exactly, yeah, party! <laughs> spying on our wives. <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. Bending over to pick up a bowl. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the guys are apparently spying on their wives. And predictably... Like, one after the other, they're all having a pretty awesome time, drinking wine, you know, laughing, (laughs) not doing anything productive. I don't even know if they're supposed to be having lovers there, but yeah, maybe even getting up to no good. Who knows? Who knows? knows? So basically, Lucretia, the last one they come to, of course, she is completely different from everyone else. And basically... um, Lucretia, as opposed to, like, rocking on with all her friends and having this luxurious, decadent feasting... Even though it's super late at night by this stage, she's busily at her woolwork. Oh, Working wool away work. with her little maids around her. Toil, toil, toil. And um, basically, as they all rock up, you know, she graciously receives them. And they're all kind of blown away by the fact that she's so awesome. And it's here that Sextus decides, hmm, not only is she pretty, but she's so deliciously chaste. <laughs> I think I'm going to hatch an evil plan. <laughs> To debauch her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There's, there's nothing quite like a woman who seems to be unattainable. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, the thrill of the chase. Yeah, obviously he can't do it on the spot. So basically they all go away again. Oh, no. But then he comes back again by himself. Mm. I mean, well, by himself as in not with the husband, but with, like, just a one servant. And this is where Lucretia welcomes him in and says, okay, so kinsman, yada, 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 mm. you're welcome to stay. 
and you, you appear to be slightly inebriated <laughs> would you like a bed for a night yeah so basically he goes to bed everyone else in the house is asleep and this is where I'm, i think i'm at the same spot yeah as yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he waits till everybody's asleep and yeah. then he's like now's my time <laughs> wakes up if he ever fell asleep yeah, at all exactly. <laughs> and and so and so he goes past the creature's servants who are asleep yeah. in in the sort of like the hallway the lead into her room sure. um and goes into the room sword in hand yeah which when i read that i was like feels <laughs> like a euphemism but but it's not um no no it's the real thing it's much actually, more threatening actually actually yeah. does go in with a yeah, sword exactly, because yeah. you know there's nothing more alluring than attempting to seduce a woman while threatening her with violence yeah exactly yeah and this is kind of like livy says basically yeah uh don't make a sound or i'm gonna kill you yeah so this is a real problem and uh, and it's a classically sort of Roman way to approach this, I think. In- violence, you mean? Violence. <laughs> violence, yeah. It, it is the sort of thing that is actually horrific. Yeah, and Lucretia, and of course... Lucretia doesn't have many options. No, but she is... I mean, I think we've, we talked about Lucretia, actually, I think, in one of our very first episodes ever, although mm. I don't think we talked about it in this much detail, obviously. Lucretia is an archetype. Like, oh, yeah. Whether she was real or not, whatever. The whole concept yeah. of woolworking is very much bound up in this idea of ideal female labor. Yeah, so you know that she's going to be the most virtuous <laughs> in Roman ideals that, you know, there possibly is. So basically, in Livy's hmm. version, she actually cries out, but no one hears her. So she takes the risk, basically, of being killed straight off. Oh, yeah. By screaming. No. But unfortunately, no one heard her. And then, okay, this, this is what I find kind of hilarious in Livy's note, um, in Livy's story, even though, obviously, as you say, it's actually quite horrific. Taquinius actually starts to say, sorry, sexist, cause, just so it doesn't get confusing. Mm. He apparently starts to say, you know, I love you. I think you're so amazing. Come on, come on, come on, baby. <laughs> you but, see this sword? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Why even bother with yeah. this week talk? Yeah. I'm, re- I'm really <laughs> yeah. not sure what he thought the talk was going to achieve when he's holding a yeah. sword. I even like this, this direct quote. Well, I mean, direct is in the English translation. To bring every resource to bear upon her woman's heart. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's going to work when you come into a bedroom with a sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There is no concept of consent no, in this scenario. Absolutely not. Um, so he goes into a room. He says, "Be quiet. Um, I will kill you yeah. if you attempt to escape or you cry out." Yeah. So you know that sets the scene for a romance right there. Yeah, and of course, Lucretia is not intimidated by this. Uh, well, well, I mean, I'm mean, not not at <laughs> the end. <laughs> she kind of, she's kind of like, well, you know, you may as well just kill me because. Well, gonna, I mean, she's yeah. not really happy about it. No, no, exactly. Yeah. She's like, well. Dude, like, what's going on? <laughs> this is cool. Um, yeah, no, fairly terrified, I would, yeah. I would say. Um, he terrified, but her... she takes the risk of him well, killing her by screaming in Livy's account. Yeah, yeah, she does not do this in Dionysus's account. Yeah. He offers her two alternatives. Yeah. He's like, all right. He's like, you can either um, have death with dishonor. Yeah. Uh, or life with happiness. Yeah, because this is the thing what we talked about. What a choice. Yeah, this is the thing I think we talked about before. Basically, he says, all right, so I can see that this sword is not enough to intimidate you. Basically, let me lay the scene. Hmm. I'm not only going to kill you, I'm then going to kill an, a slave of yours, a male slave, and pose it so it looks like I discovered you in flagrante with your slave, mm. and it, you know, you'll basically have been killed for, having, for committing adultery not only for committing adultery, but for committing adultery with a slave. Ew. 
Like the low of the yeah, low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what the hell is Lucretia going to do? So, yeah. or you could have sex with me, Sextus. And it's all kept on the down low. Well, and not only that, but according to Dionysius, I will make you my wife. Oh, okay. Well, that, that definitely is not an offer. <laughs> and you'll reign with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and since I'm the eldest son in this account, mm. uh, I will definitely be inheriting. Maybe why, yeah, maybe that's why Livy left it out because it's like... She probably would be like, so what? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, down like, the line, buddy. Dude, yeah. you're like the third son. Yeah, exactly. You're going to inherit a piece of dirt. It's not even remotely tempting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the offer that Sexus puts out as the eldest son. It's okay. like, I'm, I'm actually in line to rule. Yeah, yeah. So if you want a sweet deal, now is your time to get on this bandwagon. <laughs> tempting. Anyway, so basically, Lucretia really has no choice. And so in Lady's account, she gives in and Sextus, Taquinius... Goes away chuckling to himself. Hee hee hee, that was easy. That was awesome. Yeah. Well done me. Pat myself on the back. Yeah, so he's like, well, that's that's that. I've, you know, that's... Yeah, scratch that itch. Yeah, yeah, that was that notch on the on the bedpost that I was looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I shall think no more of it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really quite end there. No, though. Lucretia is quick off the mark. Well, and in keeping with her archetypal yeah. Roman woman if you like. The narrative unfolds in a really interesting way. Totally. So basically, according to Livy, she sends a message immediately to her father, who is apparently in Rome, and her husband, who of course is in Ardea again, because, you know, he's gone back after spying on her. Mm. (laughs) As you do. And basically says, I want you both to bring someone who you trust along with you, and just come quickly because something really, really bad has happened. Mm. Okay, so basically, um... Um, Spurius Lucretius comes with Publius Valerius and Colatinus comes with none other than Lucius Unius Brutus. The dumb guy. With the stuff and the falling over and the kissing the earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy. What's he doing there? Yeah, so he's apparently there <laughs> in Livy's version of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's definitely there. Um, and so this idea, she has them all gather around. She's like, look, I have this horrific thing to tell you. Yeah. And I need you to avenge me, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, I've suffered things that are worse than death. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she frames it in terms of... For honor, yeah. Um, in terms of uh, honor needing to be avenged, yeah. And she basically says, you know, look, my husband. How can I go on? Because where is woman when she has no honor? It is only my body that's been violated. Obviously, you know, my heart wasn't in it, my mind wasn't in it. But you know, death will be my witness to that fact. Mm. You know, that's the way I'm going to sort of preserve my my virtue. As you know, once you guys have said you will make sure my honor is avenged. And interestingly, the guys around her all say, look, you don't need to go through with this. This isn't your fault. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually not to do with you. Exactly. Yeah. And your honor has not been yeah, uh, compromised. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And she's like, no, it definitely has. Yeah. And she's and like, yeah, okay, I'm not... I, she, in, Lydia, I love this sentence. She says... Though I quit myself of the sin, I do not absolve myself from the punishment. Not in time to come shall ever unchaste women live through the example of Lucretia. <gasps> oh, it's so Ooh. poignant. So poignant. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what a narrative. Exactly, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> history. 
<laughs> Everybody needs a paragon to look up to, don't they? <laughs> Everyone wants to fall hard when they really fall. Yeah, don't they? and basically then she kills and herself. then she yeah. stabs herself. Yeah, exactly. And everyone, what a way to go! Yeah, I don't even know how you get to the point of stabbing yourself. Oh, I mean, it's got to be horrific. Can't imagine. And apparently, in front of your own husband and your own father. Yes. Yeah. So, so she plunges it into her breast with a single stroke. Pissed her heart. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she must have good aim. It's hard to get through. Oh, yeah. 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 Anywho. Yeah. So basically, all the men who are around her start the lament, basically. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. It's it's really quite sad. The description in um, Dionysius is like, the father sort of picks her up. Yeah. Holds her close. Yeah. Keeps talking to her as if she's still alive. Ooh, that is sad. Yeah. Um, Livy doesn't quite go, I don't think, into that much detail. Yeah. But Brutus, it's, it's, in, in Livy's account, Brutus kind of keeps his head while everyone else is really sad in that he takes a knife from Lucretia and sort of, you know, holds it up to the sky. It's very dramatic. It's very film-worthy. <laughs> By this blood, most chaste until a prince wronged it, I swear, and I take you gods to witness that I will pursue Lucius Taquinius Superbus and his wicked wife and all his children with sword, with fire, I with whatsoever violence I may, and that I will suffer neither them nor any other to be king in Rome. Dun, 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 and everyone else around him now... Keep in mind, this is the first time Brutus, I think, has made a full speech. Yes, <laughs> managed to string sentences Everybody's together. Everybody's confounded. Yeah, yeah everyone's I like, "Thought he was dumb." Oh my god, who are you? <laughs> You're not uh... the friend I apparently, you know, brought along with me. But yeah, quickly they kind of jump on board, and you know, I, I can kind of understand this. Their grief soon turns into this. Well, anger. Yeah, yeah, they see Sextus's actions yeah. as a sort of further evidence of the illness that is yeah, the tyranny the yeah, exactly. uh, that has come from the rule the of his corruption. father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that not only has he taken force, um, taken power by might, but he's willing to also compromise the women yeah. uh, using might as well. Yeah, and like I said before, if you think about the sort of, you know, typical uh, narratives that exist in these times about tyrants, one of the things that tyrants tend to do is violate Innocent women. Mm. So check. <laughs> Done now. Yeah. So this is this is another great scene. Basically, they apparently sort of um, they decide. Everyone decides at this scene that they're going to follow Brutus's lead and decide to go to war against the kings. Yeah. Uh, so Brutus uh, spends some time, sort of, first of all, convincing the room that he's in. Yeah. Um, that he has been playing dumb all of this time. <laughs> wink, and, wink. And yeah. they're like, "Well, you're speaking quite eloquently now." So. <laughs> Okay, and we are kind of mad. So, it yeah. seems, what you're saying seems really reasonable. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. And... A lifetime of stupidness. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that. Um, and he's like, look, I had to do it. I had to save myself. And yeah. they're like, yeah, 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 cool. And they're like, so what are we going to do about this problem? And he's yeah. like, look, we need to get some more people involved. Absolutely, yeah. Like, get get all of the patricians that you can find. Let's talk this out. Yeah. Um, because... We need to get rid of this tyranny. Well, see, in Livy, it's even more dramatic because they apparently take Lucretia's body to the marketplace. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's and this is display very... her body yeah. outside this the is... Oh, God, doesn't this just remind you again? I mean, again, I know this, the other event comes later, but Caesar, Antony, you know, yes, it's got those parallels yes. of having, you know, look at this dead body. Look at what has happened. Get angry. I want you to get mad. <laughs> this is the sort of body that shouldn't be dead. Exactly. Those other bodies, those Sabine bodies, they should be dead. Yeah, and but basically... this body, this is a Roman body. All these guys gather around and they're just like, oh my god, did that really happen? And all of a sudden, apparently, all the tales about all the things that the like royal family basically has been responsible for start to pour out. 
And they start to say, yeah, actually, you know what? He did this to me, and he did this to me, and la 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 Yeah, so they end up in this situation where uh, Brutus has called an assembly. The body of Lucretia is prominently on display. Yeah. Blood dried over the corpse. Yeah. Um, Mortis has set in by this stage. <laughs> Uh, is that is from your sorcery just assuming <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm making an educated yeah. guess the length of time it takes yeah. for the body to die and then to be transported into the form you know so and whip the frenzy crowd into action yeah, yeah. Like you've got to wait for everybody to get there before you start yeah, and like yeah. it's true, you true. know you want a crowd together yeah. yeah look she's probably a little bit crusty yeah um, I don't know what the weather's like what time of year is it is it the sweltering of summer because nobody wants that that's not going to lie <laughs> like we need to get this assembly happening straight away guys yeah well see in Libby's um, account yeah the bold young men start getting together their weapons and saying I will help you yes. and then everyone else starts getting on the bandwagon and so Brutus basically says yep okay so Lucretia's father you can stay here and keep control of um, Colatia or Calatia whatever you want to call it and we'll post sentries around because we don't want word of this to get out and mm. I'm heading off to Rome yes yeah and on that note, ooh, I think that I think that's probably a good point to pause the narrative. Oh <laughs> Another cliffhanger! I swear to you, next episode will be into the Republic. <laughs> well, look, there's just a lot of stuff there going is a lot down of stuff to go in in the rule yeah. of uh, Tarquinius Superbus. Absolutely. All right, so. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Thank you. Yes, we hope you enjoyed it, and if you did enjoy it. Let us know. Exactly. Please go Write to a us. review. Yes. Get yourself on the Twitter. Yeah. iTunes, whatever. Start a conversation. We're just grateful for any good word of mouth that we can get. We would love your feedback. We'd love to know what your favorite episodes are. Absolutely. Yes. Please get in touch. And until then. Uh, <gasps> Adieu. Indeed. Indeed.